good time. There's gonna be good time, good time. I know there's gonna be work every day till we meet us. I fit on it up on weekends. Boss I do us be a real friend. Tell me why you're drinking, yeah. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Zookeepers Podcast, the official at ZooMass Podcast. Barstool UMass finally is on the podcast grind. I've wanted to do this for a while, Brendan, but just have never really had the time to do it, never really had any ideas to do it, but it's finally here. I don't know if it's on iTunes yet. We're recording this one night. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it on iTunes because I have no fucking clue what I'm doing with technology. I'm going to have to ask one of my friends how to get it onto iTunes. I can do something on SoundCloud easily. iTunes, not so much. That's Brendan. I'm Fitz. We also have one more character who you'll meet in future episodes. He is not here tonight. He has a flag football game. Understandably so. You know, got to go ring chasing. Um, whenever you have a flag football game going, can't just record a podcast. Last week, our team did go 48-0, and zero, but I'm proud to see he is sticking up for the team tonight. Yes, so, are you, so you're on the same team. <laughs> yes. You yes. abandoned ship. I've just had too many losses where I, I got to abandon ship. I'm sorry. So the question is, are you a diva player? You're just skipping out on the team. Yeah. <laughs> you're skipping out on meetings, you know, showing a lack of effort, stuff yeah, like I, that. Yeah, I have no problem admitting it. I, I was not built for football. I do it you yeah. know, for the fun. So that's Brendan. He's a diva. He's a junior <laughs> here at UMass. Just transferred here yes. over this past year. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Alrighty, My name is Brendan Gennetti. I was at, formerly at Fitchburg State, got accepted to UMass. They took away my acceptance, so I went to UMass Boston and then got accepted to UMass again. And here I am. On my second semester at UMass, and I am stoked to be on the inaugural podcast. Yes, already one more than your teammate. Yes. Who shall remain nameless yes. up until now. You're going to have to guess his name. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm Brendan, also Brendan. Made it confusing, so I'm just using my last name, Fitzpatrick, Fitz. I'm a senior. I've been here since my freshman year. I've been running the account at UMass for a while now. Got hooked up with it by uh, current Barstool full-time employee, Tyler O'Day. Wink, wink. Future interview guest hopefully uh, on the podcast um but no i'm from just south of boston massachusetts love it here at umass uh, and love running the account and finally happy to be going into the podcast game so to kind of explain what this podcast is going to be about it's it's just going to be very casual it's not like we're not going to try to overtake part of my take or anything like that um but we're going to try to get these episodes out whenever we can uh you the college student who might be listening We'll understand that, you know, we have things to do. We have degrees to get, loans to pay off in the future, crippling debt to suffer in the years to come. But before all that, you know, we have work to do. We have other things going on, you know, out of school, like actual money work, stuff like that, whatever might be happening. Maybe we just don't like really feel like it because we want to go out or something like that. Um, scratch that last part. We'll bleep it out. Um, but no, we'll try to get these out whenever we can, hopefully once a week, sometimes maybe not. Um, sometimes maybe we'll do like two episodes a week. Who knows? If you're Whenever we can fit it in. Um, that's enough with the intros, though. Let's get to the real nitty-gritty of this week. Saturday was a fucking beautiful day. And we have to soak these Saturdays in when the weather's all beautiful because at some point, Brennan, it's going to hit us like a ton of bricks that it's going to be like 25 degrees out and there's nothing worse. I was feeling that today. Yes, I, it, it was ugh, gross today. Absolutely awful. My Oktoberfest experience would have been awful if it was a day like today, but 
it was 70 degrees out, beautiful day, perfect Saturdays for the Bullies. Saturdays are for Oktoberfest. You're not 21 yet. As for the next three days, I am still 20 years old, so I did not get to attend Oktoberfest. Which we will bring up, your 21st. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's a little foreshadowing, nice little trick we like to do uh, in the podcasting biz. Um, but you were still able to you know, go out for your Saturday, and you were drinking Hurt. You were playing Hurt. Maybe uh, you're not so much of a diva player after all. No, you know, not when it comes to the fun stuff. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I had a 102-degree fever, but I didn't want to let my team down in Beer Olympics uh, representing Ireland, so I went. And you know what? I came in third. But Giannetti's not an Irish name. No. Italian. Brendan is, you know? Yeah, so a mix, a toss-up there. It's the best of both counts enough, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, representing Team I- I've never done a Beer Olympics. I've oh, always man. wanted to do a Beer Olympics, whether I'm hosting one or going to one. I've always tried to get my friends to do it. And it's one of those things like, yeah, let's do it. And then just 20 minutes later, they forget about it. No. And so do I, because I don't want to plan it. Definitely give it a try. The best attitude to have going in it is you're in it to lose it. Yeah, if you're in it to win it, it's just <laughs> not fun. I was in it to lose it. Kind of pissed I didn't come in last, honestly. Aim low. <laughs> yeah, aim low. And then you'll have the most fun that you can have. How was it structured? How many teams? How many events? What was going on? <laughs> there were like four teams of six. Um, naturally, uh, me and all my friends were definitely the most uh, overdressed and probably the most annoying. But again, we were aiming for the lowest, and that's that's how you have the most fun. Look good, feel good, drink good, perform shitty. Exactly. That, that, that's exactly. the mantra. Of <laughs> and that sounds like a great weekend. Can I guess the teams? Ireland, obviously. USA had to have been one of them. Yep. I'm going to guess uh, Germany was one of them. Nope. No, they did not. Nope. Because uh, that could have definitely uh, led to some problematic things. I'll tell you this. Sarah. I've seen many of pictures on Instagram of people <laughs> yeah. doing beer Olympics and being Team Germany yeah. and maybe not being the current state of Germany, no. maybe throwing it back 70 years ago if you catch my drift. Yeah, we're not um, about any of that or appropriation up in this house. <laughs> For sure not. Uh, Italy one of them? Nope. They're, they're kind of unconventional. Unconventional. Uh, Japan? Nope. Australia? <laughs> no. South Africa. Nope. I, I give up. I'm done. All right. We got <laughs> Portugal and Lebanon. Portugal and Lebanon. Interesting choices. Portugal, I understand there's a lot of Portuguese people in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's a pretty high population uh, considering the like, as compared to the rest of the country. True. Portugal, I like that. Lebanon, interesting choice. I like that because it's unique. It's a unique choice. You maybe wouldn't expect that. I didn't. No. You know, I'd expect, you know, kind of like France or Germany, stuff like that. Lebanon, I like that. Yeah, it was it was kind of confusing, though, because Portugal, I guess, one of their colors is green. So one of my friends came with a Celtics jersey on, and I was I kept thinking he was on my team, but like, no, he was well, on he, Portugal. Well, yeah, that's very, that is misleading. Yeah, <laughs> throw me off, He too. got the wrong memo. Well, what kind of events were there? Obviously, probably beer pong. Yeah, we the, had the some, usuals. We had slap cup. pong, slap cup, uh, flip cup, which is, this is the part where I was upset about because we actually won flip cup. And I was like, ah, oh, I was really... <laughs> you shot a tank to get a I high did, draft I pick. did, yeah, exactly. So that is what got us out of last place. Um, what's your favorite, like, non-traditional drinking game? Besides, like, at, like counting out, you know, the pongs and stuff like that. And, and you know, slap cup, flip cup, the, the usual suspect. What's one that, like, you'd be like... You would go to a group of friends who don't know and be like, hey, have you ever played oh, yeah, XYZ? Here's how you play. So does it have a name? Not sure. But you take a piece of cardboard and you flip a coin on it. And wherever the coin lands on the cardboard, you draw a circle, and then you write, like, a command in it. So my favorite is, like, let me take your Snapchat. So, like, someone flips a coin, and if they land on that, I get their Snapchat, and I get to make a story for them. And right. it can just be, like, this crazy – it's basically, like, truth or dare minus the truth. Give me the number of your ex or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, Stuff exactly. Like that. Stuff like that. And uh, it can get uh, pretty salty. Yes, it could. That, can, <laughs> that leads to getting aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever played Pong baseball? Oh, no. 
So you take four cups on a table. This is bad radio right now. I'm drawing out a chart right now. If you played bomb, bomb baseball, yeah, 420 bro plays it. Uh, pong baseball, you know what I'm talking about. Drawing it out. Two teams of three. So you have two people normally on each side, like pong teammates. And then on the side, depending on when you're in the field, quote unquote, you have a catcher, okay. right? And then if not, then they're just in your batting order, quote unquote. I guess you could hypothetically have more than three, but I've always played with three. <laughs> Nevertheless, four cups on the line, kind of like a stoplight if you were, um, yeah. you were re-racking a pong. The first one, the closest one to you is first base, followed by second base, third base, home plate. You shoot, you, get, you miss it, it's a strike. You just completely miss the cups, it's a strike. Hits off the cup and doesn't get caught, foul ball. Hits off the cup and it's caught, you're out. Three outs plays like baseball. You get it in one of the cups, you go to that base. You get it into the second cup, you go to second base. And then you're on base, quote-unquote. There are three cups along the side of the table, which resemble first, second, and third. And they have an increasing amount of beer in all of them to <laughs> steal that. bases. Yes. Steal bases. The catcher on the other side has that same amount. If the catcher's not paying attention, you can, like, steal second or steal third or, if like, you want to seal home, which is like a full beer. You have to chug the full beer. And after you're done doing it, you have to flip it. You're like it's a game of flip cup. If you beat the catcher, you're safe. If the catcher beats you, you're like thrown out. Okay. So, and, and obviously, you know, people on base, if someone throws it into the, shoots it into the backup, that's a home run. And everyone scores, stuff like that. And then it just plays like a normal game at baseball. So, I love playing that. Um, not as many people know about it, I feel. But I feel like if people started playing that it would be a huge hit people would love that um maybe that'll be our big stance that'll be our big first movement as part of this podcast uh, normalize pong baseball Definitely. a lot of rules but i can get used to it yeah it, it's once you see it it's one of those kind of things people are probably listening to like this fucking sucks yeah. this is a bad <laughs> podcast i'm never gonna listen to this again um but one of those things if you see it uh it's gonna be um it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah you went out with a 102 degree fever and had a beer olympic yes that is heroic. <laughs> Thank you so much. I wish I could be as heroic. I just went to Oktoberfest with not a hundred degree, hundred and two degree fever. Uh, it was at the what was the Yum Men's Club of Hadley, I believe it was. Yep, yep. Very fun event. Very cool. Very laid back. It made me question why there aren't more darties at at this setting. I know it's a lot to you know to get bands there all the time, but maybe you don't as go that far. And you don't have to charge people however much money. It was like 30 bucks for a normal ticket, like 40-something for VIP. But it was worth it. Long games everywhere. No, spike ball, volleyball, uh, can jam, the usual suspects. Love me some spike ball. Played a little bit of that. There was like that giant beer pong game. I think it was called Bear Pong. It's, just, it's basically just like Home Depot buckets that are the cups. And there's six of them. And you have like the size of like... A little bit bigger than a baseball, you know, kind of like almost like a shot put it looked like, but it was just it was light and you play pong that way. That was fun. Um, beer everywhere, you know. There's a big, huge hut almost in the middle with lines of beer. I tried to avoid that because those lines were, took forever. I had VIP, so I was getting I was given exclusive uh, beer beer areas to get my Bud Lights. <laughs> yeah, so fancy. Um, but no, all in all, it was good. Um, the VIP was worth it solely because of the shorter bathroom lines. The shorter beer lines were, were fine and dandy, but I would have waited, you know, to get a Bud Light or whatever it might be. Um, 
the bathroom lines in the general area, the poor people area, as one might call it, <laughs> um, those were so long. That would have taken five ever to be in there. The VIP lines, not so much. Only had to wait a few seconds to go into those luxurious uh, porta potties that they had lined up. That was worth the that was worth the VIP for anyone who got it alone. Just shorter bathroom lines. Um, in the moment, like, well, right now you might not think about that. Like, if you're not in the moment, you'd be like, oh, shorter bathroom lines, whatever. In the moment, though, when you have to pee or do whatever, got to puke, go number two, whatever it might be, you would give any amount of money to go into the bathroom. So important to go into there. Um, the free drinks and hat, you know, whatever. But porta parties were amazing in the VIP areas. Um, it was a nice setup in general. You know, very nice feel, well kept, big open environment. Uh, the one thing I did notice um, on the outskirts of it, there were baseball and softball fields that looked so fucking depressing. I don't know what it is. You ever go it, it, go like a rundown park? I can tell you this: it's Western Mass. Yeah, <laughs> true. You know, there there was a it was like Hadley Youth Baseball scoreboard behind like one of the food trucks, and they hadn't changed the sponsors for it since probably like 2002. And you could just tell like Circuit by looking City. At, right? So yeah, Circuit City would, would have been one of them. Yeah, it was the old Pepsi and Mountain Dew logos. Yeah. And they're all like, you know, like the colors all washed out out of it. It's like the wood's chipping off of it. The stickers are peeling. It's all gross. It's all crooked and stuff like that. You could tell it hasn't been used in seven years. And it, it just looked depressing. Um that was just kind of a little thing I noticed. I was talking to my buddy about it. I'm like, yeah, they haven't updated those advertisements in so long. And he was like, well, those companies don't care. That's just free advertising for them. You're thinking about Pepsi right now, aren't you? I'm like, I am. That's how they get me. Um, I wore an Arsenal shirt. I'm a soccer guy. I wore an Arsenal soccer jersey. I got roughly 5,000 compliments on it. And they were like, oh, my God, Arsenal. I know them. I'm like, okay, thanks. And the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, cool, yeah, someone knows soccer. I got into like five 15-minute conversations about soccer because I decided to wear that shirt. It was like on a whim. I just decided to wear my Alexi Sanchez jersey, and a bunch of people were talking to me about it. And it was actually shitty for me because Arsenal lost that day to a team that's not all that great. So I had to go through that conversation like five times. That sucked. And if you follow soccer, Arsenal's rival team is this team called Tottenham Hotspur. And I kept seeing this one kid. I'm sure he's a fine kid. I'm sure he's fine, you know. You know, probably good family man, you know, good student, always has good grades, you know, very nice to his friends, you know. He was wearing a, hot, uh, uh, a Spurs jersey, Tottenham Hotspur jersey, and I kept thinking I was going to run into him. I never did, but it was, I was like, this is going to be inevitable at some point that we're going to meet up and then we're going to have some beef. I don't know. He's probably just a casual soccer fan. I'm just fucking around with that. Um, but all in all, uh, it was relatively low priced, you know, four bucks for a drink. You know, I think they were giving out 16 ounces, so, you know, that, that was all right. Uh, better than what I would have expected for an event like that. Um, and I also felt like I was going to get uh, skin cancer, waiting for food, because the sun was beating right down on me, and I didn't have sunblock. I got pretty burnt, you know, Irish skin, you know how it goes. Um, it was, The sun was really beating down towards the end of the day. Um but right after I got food, and this is a phenomenal segue, rated out of 10 once I'm done with it, Brendan. Um, after I got food, some chicken and fries, this band by the name of Juice came on the stage. And that's our first guest for the, Zoom, uh, for the Zookeepers podcast. 
We talked to them for about 20 minutes. We talked to the lead singer, Ben, and their lead violinist. Not lead guitar player, lead violinist. I don't even know if that's a word. Uh, Christian, we had a great interview, talked about their origins. Uh, and then, you know, kind of what their favorite gigs have been, what their favorite songs to play, and uh, what they expect them from themselves in the future. So, without further ado, here's the band Juice. All right, we are happy to be joined here on the inaugural episode of the Zookeepers podcast with two members of the band Juice. If you went to Oktoberfest this past weekend, this past Saturday, you might remember them. They played at the main stage and they had one heck of a set. We got the lead singer with us, Ben Stevens, and the lead violinist. Yes, lead violinist, Christian Rougeau. Guys, how you doing? Doing very well. How are you? Doing all right, can't complain. Let me just say, first of all, the violin solos, Christian, were absolutely fucking flames. You never, I never would have thought walking into Oktoberfest that I'd be walking away being a huge fan of violin solos and thinking that every single band needed them. But here I am now, completely changed. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, man, you know, we, we try to be a little bit unique in what we do. And, uh, you know, I've been playing violin for a while, and, you know, we've been, as a band... You know, trying to mesh everything that we do together and make it work. And, you know, violin ends up working with the band. So I'm just happy that, you know, people are liking it. When did you start playing? I started when I was a kid. I started when I was three and a half. But I started doing sort of pop styles when I was maybe 14, 15. Um, And from there, you know, I started playing in bands and stuff. And then, you know, I met the guys in college and we just, it just blew up from there. It started started to happen from there at least. And that and that's a good segue to what Brendan's got for you for our first question. You guys originated from BC, so we obviously have to give you a little bit of shit for that. <laughs> yeah. So, where are you guys? Where are you guys are now? Are you guys still in school? Or are you graduated and hit the road? So um, most of us have graduated. Christian and I both have one semester left here, um, so we're finishing it up. And um, all the guys moved back to Boston. Um, they're pretty much from all over the country. We got some guys from California, some from the Midwest, some from the East Coast. But um, they're here. We're um, putting together the rest of our album here in Boston, um, just getting some writing, some writing done, playing shows, um, stuff like that. And then um, come the new year, once uh, everything's done and graduated, we're probably gonna hit the road. Awesome! All that. How are you guys? Uh, how are you guys uh, getting out to party and stuff like that? <laughs> what was that? How are you guys getting out to party with stuff like that going on? Party time. Any you guys have any time for parties? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Parties. <laughs> That's okay. Um, it it kind of just it kind of comes with the territory. Um, so for example, on Saturday after we played, I mean, it was so much fun playing on that stage. But then afterwards, we got to stay, hang out with some some of my friends' buddies who uh, actually went to UMass and still go there. And um, we were able to go out, hit the town. Um, it, it gets a little exhausting, but it's definitely well worth it. You know, you like to celebrate after you have a big day. Yeah, you know, we want to give a big shout-out, too, to the homie Matt Martell, who set up a whole festival. And, you know, he, he like, was able to get us in the VIP, and uh, I think the club was lit uh, afterwards. It was really cool. It was, it was nice to get a chance to see what UMass' scene was like. And, you know, I, I've been up there a few times before, but it was a whole different scene, sort of, you know, going to the club with the band and being with the boys. So that was, that was a good time. So shout-out to Matt Martell for putting on an awesome festival. 
Where, yeah, festival was great. Yes, I, had, I definitely had myself a fun time in Hadley. Uh, where'd you guys hit? Like, what, what, was, what club did you hit? We went to Lit. Went to Lit? Uh, yeah, gotcha. I didn't know if you were describing it if the club was Lit or if it actually was oh, yeah. capital L-I-T Lit. <laughs> that, that, that bamboozled me, too, when, when they were describing where we were going. They were like, oh, we're going to Lit. I was like, yeah, I hope it's Lit. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm a senior now here, and it still kind of sometimes throws me off. But it was it was very fun. Um, it was really cool to meet like some of the UMass people. Everyone was super jacked up from uh, from the day of uh, partying and having a good time, listening to music. So it was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And Christian, going back to what you mentioned about your style of integrating pop into your kind of music, when I was in the crowd watching you guys play, um, and then maybe it was because I had a few beers in me. Maybe I'm way off, but here's kind of my formula of what I got from the band Juice. It is the love child of rap. It's kind of, kind of like R&B, hip-hop kind of music, Gorillaz, and DMB, Dave Matthews Band. It's kind of a fusion of all that. There are so many genres into play, and it works out brilliantly. There's, it's very well-done fusion. How did that kind of style of music develop? What, what's sort of your influences when uh, you go into the studio or go on stage? Well, that's a really good question. It's a really, uh, it's a question that a lot of the different band members would answer in different ways. And I guess the only way for me to answer that is to say that because there's eight of us who come from completely different musical backgrounds, although like we all sort of grew up at the same time, so we all have the same access to pop music, and so we all like a lot of the same stuff. You know, our drummer Miles is really into jam bands, and I was really into hip hop growing up, and you know, I played the violin. And Ben was really into soul and, and, you know, Stevie Wonder type of stuff. And he can tell you more about that, too. But we're all into, interested in different types of music growing up. And so when we formed the band, we wanted to give uh, sort of, I guess, I don't want to say pay homage, but we, we wanted to make a sound that made us all happy. And we felt that other, felt like other people would like, too. And so we sort of used all those influences and created something. And it, it was really cool. And DMB is a really good example. Like, Miles is actually more into DMB than I am. But since I play the violin... Um, I, you know, was given more access to DMB through Miles, again, our drummer, um, who really sort of opened my world to them. And then I was, be, I was able to emulate Boyd Tinsley, their violinist, more in our performances. So that's, that's how I answer that question. And Ben, what about you? Um, so I, I'm kind of all over the place. I, mean, I love literally every type of music. I actually started um, as a cellist when I was like three years old, too. And I didn't really get into singing that much until I was like in high school. Um, and that's sort of when everything took off. And I mean, I have a lot of influences, but a lot of them include like um, Alicia Keys, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson. I really like old school stuff, but also like more recent stuff like Daniel Caesar, some like low key, like really soulful, you know, piano heavy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that struck a chord in the background there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was our boy. Hi, boy. I don't know who it is, but hi to them. He's up, he's up. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you guys but are... Yeah, I don't, you know, it's, it's the sort of underlying um, influence for all of us is sort of this, like, funk um, groove, uh, kind of bad backbeat, but also everything everything has a purpose. And I think that's really come... Um, when, when we hit the studio, when we're writing our songs, like, we really take a lot of care about making sure everything uh, makes us all happy, but also is like the best artistic product we can possibly have. And like, it helps that we're all best friends. You know, we get on each other's nerves, but like at the end of the day, we're boys and we always have each other's back and we're uh, doing our thing. 
Yeah, you guys are obviously influenced by so many genres, and uh, your cover at Slide at Oktoberfest, it was so unique, but it was such a hit. So how do you guys pick which songs to cover? Now that's a good question. Yeah, because, yeah the Slide uh, cover was awesome. Well, thank you. That's one of our favorite ones to play. Um, you know, we pick covers. I mean, there's often, I would say the thing we probably argue about most as a band yeah. is, is what covers to play. Because, again, we all like different types of music. And so Slide, for instance, it was a really good choice for us because it's sort of like, it, it's, it's a pop song, but it's got, it, it's sort of like juice in itself. It's got soul in there. It's got hip hop in there. It's got these, these crazy funk drops. And then we were, able, we were able to incorporate this huge piano solo jazz section in there too, which is really cool. Just say, yeah. um, and some songs like that work really well. And some songs, you know, we, we play covers of... Uh, I don't know, we do Gold Digger by Kanye West, and yep. that ends up working really well. Um, we do Valerie, Valerie by anyone else. Yes, I did, I did want to bring up Valerie, because one of my really good friends, she was ready to put out when you played Valerie. And that, that's a huge, huge girl song. Whenever Valerie comes on, all the girls start jumping around going crazy, the Amy Winehouse cover. Um, it, they, they go bananas, as did my friend. And she was like, hey, you're interviewing that band, Juice. You should give them my number. So she wa- she wanted to throw a big-time sup your way. Well, tell her we said hi. Yes, I will. <laughs> and, and tell her thank you. Yeah, we, we love playing that song. It always gets a crowd going. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm a big fan of y'all UMass girls. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, you're not they, wrong, they man. They like to have fun, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um... But yeah, it's a it's a wide variety of songs you guys have covered. You also have some originals, and it's it's impressive that you were able to get a crowd going, yelling one more song, and really cheering after blending in a lot of original songs too that maybe people aren't as familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, you know, we're we're blessed that you know we've been able to come along as a band with our originals. Um, you know, we started writing songs, you know, as freshmen in college, and some of the songs. Not too happy with anyone, <laughs> but uh, you know we've been able to sort of develop as songwriters over almost four years now. Maybe a little more. Than yeah, I don't, don't want to count. Crazy. Yeah, and so Damn. you know we we're glad that people really really were messing with the originals, and and we're happy that people like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People singing along, it was great. Thank you. Yeah, our our new uh, our new song Sugar. It's going to be our next single. Um, it's always funny to see how the crowd just like starts singing along, even though the majority of them are hearing it for the first time. And at the end, it's just like the sickest feeling ever. People just scream in the chorus. Yeah, like we we developed sort of like a fan base in Boston, New York, and so a lot of people who come to our shows like will know our songs we have on Spotify and on the internet and stuff. But you know, these this new EP that we're working on that's going to come out relatively soon. Um, we like to play those songs that we we've been playing those songs at our most recent shows. And so, like Ben said, this this single that we're going to release, Sugar, which is my favorite song that we've ever written, um, <laughs> is always so cool. To greatest, song greatest song of all time. Greatest song of all time. It's always really cool to see the audience react to it, though. And it's, uh, it, was, it was really cool to see everybody singing. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so I have to ask. Obviously, you got to experience the zoo known as Zoo Mass. Uh, tell us some crazy gig experiences that you guys might have had. Um, so one, one gig experience that comes to mind uh, we were playing, this was, I think this was our first show in New York City. <clears throat> and uh, it was like a small dive bar called the Parkside Lounge down in Alphabet City. And we absolutely packed the place. It was bananas. And like, it was, it was like, 
they were not ready for it. And actually, the Mercury Lounge down the street, which we actually, which we actually played again recently, and was absolutely crazy. Heard that, um, you know, we had absolutely booked, booked the shit out of this place, and they were like, "Hey, like, you guys, how about when you're done, you come play over here and like bring everybody." So we played a show literally right after down at the Mercury Lounge, back to back. It was very nuts. And the funniest part about it was most of our audience. I don't know if I should be saying this, <laughs> but most of our audience wasn't 21 at the time. Like, this was three oh, don't ago. knock them yeah. out though. Um, don't be a narc. No, no, no. I mean, but, but <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Huge crowd of people at uh, at Parkside, and then like none of them could get in at Mercury. Mercury's just way like, stricter. Like, uh, <laughs> higher quality. I don't want to say higher quality. No, no hate to Parkside. I love Parkside Lounge. Just stricter, stricter venue. So yeah, people are like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's honestly yeah, like was... seasoned veteran stuff. Were you, were you just like, wow, we made it? Uh, I don't think that was the point that we said, wow, we made it. Actually, I think this past summer, um, we played at Summerfest in uh, Wisconsin. We opened for DNCE. And by the end of the night, <clears throat> or by the end of the set, our set, like the last like three songs, the entire entire audience was like packed to the brim. There was like 10,000 people there. And we were just like ripping our originals and people were jamming to it. And we were like, yeah, like, I think... I think we're we're making it here, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I was just gonna say Summerfest like really, really showed us that like we we could maybe keep doing this music thing and, yeah. and make something happen. Any any sort of delusion we were having was quickly silenced there. <laughs> yeah, because it says so much more when when you can see the crowd reacting to your originals over a cover. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's pretty crazy. You said you opened for DNC. Did you meet Joe Jonas? Actually, that's a funny story. Um, <laughs> we were supposed to meet Joe Jonas. Um, it's not that funny. It was just kind of upsetting at the time. Uh, we were supposed to meet Joe Jonas, and we, we were hanging out backstage, and like their dressing room was like next hour. But um, after our set, we came back, and we are all hanging out in the dressing room, waiting for them to come out. We were going to say hi to them. We were trying to ask them if they saw our set. But I guess their security guard hadn't seen our set. And he was like, yo, you fucking kids need to get away from this band. That's way more important than you guys. Like, <laughs> you guys can't meet these guys. And we were like, well, fuck. Like, so that, that was kind of... But upsetting. that being said, I did, like, turn around mid-set because I, I just was spinning around like a madman because I was hyped up on adrenaline. And I, <laughs> I actually saw him, like, groove into our stuff backstage. So I, I, I can say that he was uh, definitely a fan of Juice. Yes, so you got a quick glimpse of the future uh, Mr. Sophie Turner, a.k.a. Uh, Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones. Um, God damn. I should say that. Yes, yes. Is that a thing? Is that, that nothing but respect for my queen, Sansa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, I guess they're married now. I had no idea that they were even what? dating. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they got engaged over, over the weekend, I believe. Damn, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's one down. Sansa's off the market. Down. Sad. <laughs> She's bad. Yes. Yes, I love her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolutely elite talent there. Um, <laughs> She's a great actress. She can't be distracted, though, because the White Walkers are coming, so she has to get that wedding. Yeah. Her and John have to get their weddings out of the way so they can protect the realm. Um, <laughs> anyways, absolutely. yes, moving forward. Um kind of the last kind of wrap-up thing I wanted to bring up. I don't know about Brendan, but this is kind of the one thing I wanted to know. Uh, you guys, obviously, you know, opening at huge festivals in Wisconsin, all over the country, playing your own gigs all around the Northeast, having a loyal fan base, as you mentioned, in big cities like Boston and New York. You've already, at a young age, established a, a very nicely built foundation for yourself as a group. 
But what's next? What are the next kind of what are the next goals you guys want to accomplish as a group? That's a great question. Um, so, <clears throat> got to finish up this whole school thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, but, that's important. You might want to check that one off too, yeah. aren't we all? <laughs> and it's 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 almost to its end. And um, we are, you know, like we said, Maria had mentioned earlier, the EP has been um, has been finished, and we're just you know working on a release strategy for it. But um, come the new year, we're gonna uh, take all the new music that we've been writing since then. Um, and through that date, and we're going to go down to Nashville um, with our producer, Johnny Kay. We're going to finish uh, an album, a full-length album, um, and then hopefully uh, release that and get touring on that. But um, we're really looking to do this full-time, and it seems like we've got a foundation to do so, you know. Nashville, yeah, I mean, Nashville that's people, pretty legit. Yeah, man. And, you know, the more people we, we play shows for, the more people who, who see our band, the more shows we play. Um, hopefully the bigger it'll get. And, you know, I've always had a personal goal to play at, to headline at Lollapalooza. So hopefully one day that'll happen. You know, Lollapalooza, Chicago. That yeah, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Yeah. I've always that's wanted to make my way out to Lala. Yeah. <laughs> that's no joke if you headline at Lala. I think this year, um, I know Radiohead, I think, headlined for them this year. Um, I forget all the rest, but that that's legit. I mean, the biggest of the biggest you know, acts have headlined at Lollapalooza. That's no joke. That's up there with like Coachella, Firefly is oh, another yeah. big one, you know, hang off places like that. That's legit. Oh, absolutely. You know, I just, I actually was there this summer. I saw Chance, man. Oh, really? Crazy. Yeah. I'm jealous. It was, it was, Christian goes every year. I do go every year. That's awesome. <laughs> the, one, the one big festival I've been to is uh, Governor's Ball. I went last summer. I was supposed to see Kanye, then there was thunderstorms in the area so they had to cancel sunday not a lick of rain came down so i got gypped out of seeing kanye which which pissed me off to no end did see the strokes and the killers and a lot of other great groups though um so that was good yes yeah they killed it love the killers i'm a big killers guy i'm seeing them in january at uh the td garden can't wait for that oh i'm gonna have to go to that yeah yeah i think like four tickets like Floor tickets are like I think it was over like sixty something bucks, but you get there early enough, you're like two feet away from Brandon Flowers, who has yeah. a phenomenal voice. Is a great showman. Oh yeah, great performer too. Also yes. like the chillest guy. You ever watch interviews with him? He's just like the nicest, like dopest guy. Yeah, yeah, he's very, very genuine. Yeah. <laughs> all right, before we wrap this up, why don't you all uh, plug your socials and tell us where we can find you? Uh, well, um, so right now, we really uh, want to grow our Instagram. We're, we, we love Instagram. It's one of our favorite platforms. You can find us at, at It's Time for Juice. It's Time for Juice, all one word, all lowercase. Um, on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash It's Time for Juice. And our website is It's Time for Juice.com. So definitely check us out there. Um, we love to see people and interacting with us on socials and, and hanging We're out. We're usually good with responding. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it's always cool to just, like, talk to fans and, like, you know, get to know them and sort of learn more about what they're doing and when the next two are they're going to see if they want to hang out with us after. So, yeah, and thank you guys so much for taking the time to interview us. Really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you for showing up. This is, hey, if yeah. this ever blows up to be the biggest podcast in the world, we're, we're shooting for the stars too, you know? If we miss, we land yeah, on a cloud. Yeah, go, but man. if this ends up being the biggest podcast of all time, this this series, this, this Zoomass Zookeepers podcast, you will have the distinct title of being the first guest on the show. Absolutely, yes. So again, this was Ben Stevens and Christian Rougeau from the band 
Juice. They got the juice. Where to Chance the Rapper. Follow them on Twitter hey. and Instagram at It's Time for Juice. They have a website, It's Time for Juice.com. Facebook.com slash It's Time for Juice. They have a new song called Sugar. Check that out. You guys have a name for the EP yet? Not yet. Still in the works. <laughs> so new EP to be named later is coming down the coming down the pipe at some point. They're on Spotify, as they mentioned earlier. You guys on Apple Music as well? Yeah, yep. Tidal. Uh, all that all, stuff. All the, all the different SoundCloud? Yes, sir. SoundCloud. All that. Check them all out on there. Ben, Christian, thanks so much for coming on. Have a good night. And thank, thank you so much. Too. Take care, all right? Take care. All right, we want to say thanks again to Ben and Christian of Juice. Again, just a refresher, follow them on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at It's Time for Juice. It's Time for Juice.com. They're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash It's Time for Juice. They are on Spotify, SoundCloud. They're on Tidal, they mentioned. They're on Apple Music. Check them out there. Give them some plays. Show them some love. Show love to their new song, Sugar, which they played uh, at Oktoberfest. And that was a huge hit. They had people singing along, really vibing uh, with their stuff. But the past is the past. Oktoberfest is coming gone. It was great. Um, but coming down the pipe, Brendan, we got a little thing called Homecoming. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a big weekend for me. It's going to be a huge weekend for you because we mentioned earlier, you're turning 21. Yes, sir. Three more days. Three more days. Are you, you getting excited now? You're starting to feel you can taste the beer on your tongue? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have the best day to be turning 21. It's Thursday. So, obviously, Wednesday night or, you know, Thursday morning, rather, when it's 12.01, we're going to start. Thursday night we're going to be going, Friday night we're going to be going, Saturday night we're going to be going, and Sunday night we'll be in church. Yes, got, got to repent for all the sins yes, of, the, exactly, of the previous exactly. few days. You know, I was going to say you can't go for it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me. Um, uh, yeah, be careful though uh, on Wednesday night because some places are a bit stingy with people turning 21. They're like, well, you're not 21 yet. When I turned 21, that, that was the deal with me. I went into Boston and they wouldn't let me drink until I was officially 21 at midnight, so just be aware of that. I don't know how they are uh, in Amherst, though. Probably they're probably pretty stingy too, because all the places, you know, like Spoke, uh, Stackers, McMurphy's, places like that, they scan. Oh yeah, they so definitely. So that do. so you might uh, run into some issues there. And the bars, I think, are open only only open till one. Yeah, I'm having a one hour night on Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Go hard, you know. <laughs> but it's okay. Quality, uh, not quantity. You know, make that hour count. I have a power have, hour, you know. Already got the license renewed. Uh, I got the temporary one now, so I can go out, and it will be legal. So I don't have to wait. Perfect. Yes. So after that Thursday, once you turn 21, you're going to be free to go for the whole weekend. Friday and Saturday are going to be some big days because it is homecoming. UMass coming off a two-week unbeaten streak, mind you. The best defense in college football. They have not allowed a single point for the last two weeks. They're on fire. Granted, the offense might need to step it up a little bit. But still, no points allowed by the defense. Also, big shout-out to the hockey team. Starting out 3-1. and one. And also shout out to their jerseys, which are absolutely fuego. Um, in our mentions these past few days, we've had a lot of angry UMass Lowell fans because they're starting out to an abysmal start. Uh, and they're just worried that the flagship campus is just going to overtake them and win the national championship. You know? I, I, have, I have realistic hopes for this team. They're going to they're gonna run the table and they're going to win it all. But yes, the football team will be playing at McGurk. Head out for that. Also come out for the tailgate beforehand. Not the last tailgate of the year. We have two more in a row, but this could probably be the biggest one. Um, and that kind of leads to this conversation I want to have. 
Tailgate tailgates are great and all. Love tailgates, you know, get with some get together with some friends, have a cute few casuals, maybe more than a few, uh, if you're some people. Um but there are some issues with tailgates that I want to address. And the biggest one for me, we need to stop throwing full beer cans in the air like they're grenades. I, I feel like I'm in the middle of a war zone sometimes when I go deep into like the mosh pit of a tailgate. And I'm just looking, I'm keeping my head on a swivel, seeing all these cans, you know, fly into the air and hit people on the shoulder or something like that. It's it's ridiculous. Not only do I want to get hit in the face, but I also don't want you to waste your beer. Just exactly. If, if they're empty, it. then maybe yes, yeah. they're fine, and it's just aluminum that won't bother me that much. But sometimes you see like a, f- a huge amount of beer flying out. I'm like that thing could like give me a concussion. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're Come gonna on, waste guys. it, just give it to me. Absolutely. Um, very crowded at times. Sometimes I feel like they need more porta potties, and that's more of an issue for the girls because guys can just go to the side and pee on the grass. <laughs> um, but those are really my two. Big issues um, with porta, with not with porta, but with uh, the tailgates in general, um, and also this isn't an issue with uh, UMass. This is more of a issue for um, like cell phone providers. Fix the, your fucking connection issues, because just because there's more than five people in the same general area doesn't mean my phone shouldn't be able to work. There's so much snappable content there. It is the worst. When you got something good, you got it on your story, and then you go home and you realize it never posted. It's like, oh, you know, tap to retry, and it posts it just, at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Yeah, people are like, where, where are you? And it's only up for 40 minutes. Yeah, that, that is annoying as fuck. I hate that. Uh, that's why I just try to record things on the camera roll, and I just know it's there yeah. locally. Um, but no, all these companies, Sprint, Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever it might be, they both like, oh, we have the strongest signals. It, it, we, it's great. Well, fix your crowd things. You know, just because there's a lot of people in the same area and there's a lot of phones in the same area doesn't mean that it should just shit the bed. My phone is as useful as a, a brick, a literal brick, when I go to tailgates, for the most part. Got to, like, step out of the way to call people if I lost them or something like that. It, it's, it's annoying as fuck. Um, I would hate it if I was playing music. If I was in one of the frat trucks, you know, if I get, got the ox or something like that and I don't have it, like, saved to my phone, that would be a pain in the ass because you have a lot of pressure when you're playing the music there. A lot of people walking by your truck. It, it's tough, I would imagine. No, I'm going to tell you this. So my frat, I'm known as DJ BJ. That's my DJ name. DJ BJ. Exactly. I might just start calling you that on the podcast, DJ BJ. So I am in charge of music. So when the Wi-Fi doesn't work, I have to play music off of my cell phone. And I'll be honest, I I have some pretty feminine country music saved to my phone. So oh, no, don't my, be ashamed. You let that free flag fly, so, man. You know? So my options are like the two songs I have that are appropriate, like Congratulations by Post Malone, Humble yeah, that, that, by Kendrick. That, and yes. then we got some like Carrie Underwood, Casey Musgraves. I, I, it's not really something people want to hear at, it a, depends, at a tailgate. It depends like, on the situation. You know what I mean? If it was the right Carrie Underwood song, exactly, yeah. like then people would go crazy. But if it was the wrong, they're like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, no, unfortunately, yeah, which Carrie Underwood song? It's, it's the songs you listen to, like when when you had a day and you just got to take a drive. It's Jesus take the wheel. You know, that's that's never a good appropriate. Uh, I, f- I I don't know if I I feel like if that was played at the right moment, maybe people would be like, oh my fucking god, Jesus take the wheel, play no, this uh, shit. No, people <laughs> people are crazy. I can tell you from like our parties and stuff, I'll play like the Drake and Josh theme song and they're like, oh hell you, yeah. You so. play them, like if you can pull out a different song, like if you're not just always playing Migos the whole time, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't hate Migos, you know. Offset, Quavo, Takeoff, you know, I fuck with them. 
you play the right like a song out of left field that yeah. hits. I think a lot of people think that Mr. Brightside by the Killers is one of those songs. That's just been normalized. And that's not a bad thing. That's a phenomenal song. It's just everyone knows that song. You know, they expect it to come on. Yeah. I love when it comes on. I go bananas. But it's not one of those, like, out of left field songs. It's, the Drake and Josh theme is a perfect it, exactly. example of that. Country Roads, Take Me Home by John Denver. Also, people love also that. Also a great one. And when I say people, I mean white people. Females. Oh, yeah, also. And, and females. <laughs> and, white and people. Females. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's that? We I was at McMurphy's the other night, and there are a lot of songs like that. My buddy uh, played the entirety of um, "Jesus of Suburbia" by Green Day, <laughs> and that had some people going. Um, you can pull out some obscure song. Well, I don't want to say obscure; that's a bad connotation. Like just a different song, a different kind of vibe of a song that people know, but you wouldn't necessarily expect to hear at you know a frat tailgate or something like yeah. that in the middle of you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. You can pull that off. Hats off to you, my friend. So DJ BJ must be a lot of pressure to oh, come through with absolutely. that. I, I feel that pressure when I do it in front of like 10 of my 15, 15 of my friends. You know, I can't imagine for a huge tailgate. One of the things I love, and you, again, you probably might be able to relate to this, being um, DJ BJ, the Oxcourt man. <laughs> I can't get over that fucking nickname. Um, whenever I'm walking through around that area, you know, with, all cars and trucks playing their own music. Sometimes it'll be like a two or even a three-way war between some of the frats and groups, the, just like an ox battle. Like someone will come out and, they, you know, they'll throw out Mr. Brightside and be like, oh, I see you're Mr. Brightside. I counter with Sweet Caroline. Oh, like, like well played to you, sir. And it's like it just goes back and forth, and it's a benefit to the public. It, it's all the, be- all the much better for them. Yeah, it's a, it's a healthy rivalry uh, for sure. I know that um, we always get there as early as possible, and yeah, we always uh, take control. But honestly, when the other frats get there, our, our speakers are shit. Yeah, it, sometimes you know, it's just it just it's a I, matter of firepower. Yeah, I admit defeat at the tailgates, to be honest. Yeah, like well, you know, we we tried, boys. You know, we tried to game plan as much as we could, but you know, they they've got those huge Bose speakers. Not yeah. much we can do about it. Yeah, I brought my Beats pill. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, homecoming is interesting. Um. Because it's one of it's one of my favorite times of the school year, and it, it's probably consistently my favorite tailgate, specifically because of all the parents that come, all of you know the fifth year parents and stuff like the moms and the dads that are looking to you know get back to their college ways. You know, dads just you know getting iced and shit like that. Moms going out, you know, throwing nips out to everyone and stuff like that. I can't wait to see what the parents have in store for this homecoming weekend. Last tailgate, actually, uh, there we were next to a family, and this this dad came up to us and was like shooting the shit with us, just talking to us. And then like five minutes later, he comes over with a thirty rack and just pulled pork, <laughs> and he just gave us so much. Name of a it. better duo. No, wait, I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, he just kept coming back to us. We were like, bro, like honestly, thank you. We're good. Like we have our own burgers. Like, do you want some? He was like, no, no, just have some more pulled pork. And then he was like getting into like all the meats, the spices. He was he was a real passionate the, griller, the real grill master, yeah, yeah. kind of stuff like that. Alpha. Let him take control. Yeah, really, just you know, throwing his nuts on the table yeah. and be like, I know how to cook this fucking meat. But yeah, that actually reminds me. The fucking parents give out burgers all the time during homecoming. You're hungry, you like, oh, i got to hit a Burke like, after this or whatever it might be. Go to Blue Wall, you know, X, Y, Z. Last tailgate, I went to Chili's. Um, bad idea. Um, Always. Yeah, it was, I mean, Chili's is good, but not after you've been to a tailgate. No, no. Um, my body had something to say for that. I'll just leave it at that. But during homecoming, it's just, you know, these 
fucking 55 year old dads be like hey like how's it going like you, you just want like five burgers like another entree a side of like corn or fries or whatever it might be veggie they just got all the stops of like a normal actual tailgate in their own kind of section of the lot you just go there have a few burgers free meal it's, it's phenomenal sure as hell bringing my don't even have to ask them for it yeah they just they just kind of give them out you know it's like it's just like like it's, a, it's like a charity. It's like, hey, come here. Like, take a burger. I love that. And the parents are the real MVPs of homecoming weekend. And I hope to see some of them at the bars too. Every once in a while, you'll go into Spoke or something like that, and there'll be like one or two, you know, adults there, like actual functioning adults, <laughs> real adults with you know a stable income and what have you. Um, I expect to see a lot more of that uh, this upcoming Saturday night, and I'm excited for it. I'll be there. Yes, you will. For the first time. Happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for joining us for the first uh, episode of Zookeepers. Thank you. Absolutely. So that's going to do us for us on episode one of this brand spanking new podcast. We'll be sure to let you know uh, when these are going to be posted. And when they are posted, we'll send them out. Follow us on Twitter, if you don't already, at ZooMass. Instagram, at ZooMass. Snapchat, UMass Barstool. ZooMass might have already been taken. I don't know. <laughs> Got to take that up with our team. You know, got to keep that on brand. Uh, But anyways, that's Brennan. I'm Fitz. We'll see you next time on Zookeepers. Yeah. And you say Shy City. Shy City. Shy City. I'm coming home again. Do you think about me now and then? Yeah. Do you think about me now and then? Because I'm coming home. three years old and what i love most she had so much soul she said excuse me little homie i know you don't know me but my name is wendy and i like to blow trees and from